His name is Edward Stoudenmeyer. Stoudenmeyer, yes, sprechen Sie Deutsch. And he is a famous Broadway star. Welcome to our broadcast, Edward Stoudenmeyer. Thank, Thank you so much, Red. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Great, good. You look like a Broadway star. Handsome guy with his long, flowing black hair and his mustache. You, you just got that lead look, man. And you're going to be playing Man of La Mancha, Don Quixote. Don Quixote, yes, I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm I'm rocking this mustache and this this black hair because I just played Gomez Adams in the Adams family out in California opposite Terry Hatcher, which was loads of fun. So I'm just finishing that and, and now I'm starting to work on Don Quixote. Well, 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 I'm I'm depressed because my nephew said that I look like grandpa in that show. <laughs> anyway, there couldn't have been a worse thing for him to tell me, right? But anyway, so tell us, uh, uh, but let's, you've, you've started in numerous series. I mean, you've been, the, the, your, uh, your bio is, is like they have to put it on like three sheets. Uh, t tell us some of the highlights of your career thus far, sir. Yeah, I, I've been around a while. I, I have. Like I said, I just finished the, being out in California. The Adams Family was amazing. Uh, I've been on Broadway a few times. I've toured our North America multiple times back and forth with many different big productions from Phantom of the Opera, Beauty and the Beast, Anything Goes. I, I was on Anastasia when the pandemic hit and closed all the theaters. And now things are starting to come back and I'm getting a lot more work again. I was recently on Broadway as part of The Girl from the North Country, which will probably be touring in the next couple of years to Florida. Um, it was a a play uh, that had Bob Dylan music involved yeah. in it. Yeah, that's his song. I was wondering if it was from his song. Yeah, yeah, well, that's in there. Yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful piece. Um, when the theaters reopened, they hired me to come on. I had to be an understudy for six people. It was extremely hard at my age to do something like that and learn to play the drums. But yes. I learned it, and I went on a lot because it was during COVID. <laughs> I had to learn to play the Why did you have to learn to play the drums? Because they have the actors playing instruments in the show. Really? The Tony Award for Best Orchestrations, and there's a four-piece band, and the rest is being played by the actors. Drums, shakers, uh, harmonicas. It's it's great. It's a great score. It was up for a Grammy. Uh, the, the Congratulations. Really That's enormous. Um, so let's let's go back to your childhood. Where are you from originally, Edward uh, Stoudenmeyer? I grew up in Southern California. I call Palm Springs home. I went mm -hmm. to Palm Springs High School and was in drama and there. I uh, I went to UCLA and majored in in theater. And then I moved to Germany. <laughs> I did I I did Katz auf Deutsch in Germany for a year before I moved to New York and became a New York actor. Now German is that's a tough language, but I can see Deutsch. I mean, so you had to learn uh, German to live there, right? Uh, I did, and I had none. I took Spanish and Italian in high school and college, and you know, my my last name. They're like, "Oh, this German man, he'll be he'll be great." And I had a very good accent, but we had two months to learn it. I sat in a room with this woman named Margot, going, "Nine, nine, looseness. Do that again, I shoot you with a gun." She threatened me with violence to get my accent to be perfect. To learn. It was cats. You know, oh. cats is fantastic in German because it's all. <laughs> show yeah all that that uh, cat stuff exactly. right so um okay so so who influenced you uh why the when did you get the acting bug 
Yeah, I got it in high school. I was in the production of The Music Man. Did I lose you? No. Can you still hear me? Uh, yeah, I see. I used to, you disappeared on my screen. Um, I was in the production of The Music Man. I was Tommy Gillis. I knew everybody's lines. I was a freshman. I just absolutely loved it. And then I kept doing the spring musicals. And then finally, my senior year, I quit the football team and got into the fall play. And we won a big award. We got to bring our play into Los Angeles to perform. And then I got into UCLA. I won a big award at the Music Center out in, um, in Los Angeles. And I got to perform at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. Um, and that's what got me the bug. So I started getting into drama, much to my parents' chagrin at first, but uh, they were pretty proud later on. I, I certainly play my father a lot on the stage. Well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> my dad was a, a cop. Uh, he was a big macho guy, Sergeant Stud, they called him. Uh, and uh, so I just played a lot of characters like my father, Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. Um, I, I could say my dad was probably somewhat similar to uh, Don Quixote and Mano La Mancha, tilting at windmills, especially towards the later parts of his life. Yeah, I mean, but this this was the uh, the guy the, to 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 do the impossible dream, and and he influenced others to go after their dreams, right? Absolutely. Now, do you think you be so? Your dream was to be an actor, but it just so happens you have the voice. It just so happens you have the good looks. Do you think you would have liked to have been an actor? Or did you? Do you think you were kind of swayed into that because you have the looks and the voice, or did you somehow get into that and it just turned out good for you? that you have the, the voice and the looks? Uh, I think, you, thank you for saying that. Uh, I don't think I had the looks uh, or the voice. They, they all came to me. I worked, I trained really hard. Now the looks, I've always been a character actor. I've been playing older guys and I've been putting on the makeup and the beards and stuff all my career. So I've always tend to play these character parts and now I'm finally growing into these roles. So, Wonderful. Uh, thank you for saying I have the looks. I mean, the looks no. from Don Quixote. Well, I don't know. I don't know about Don Quixote, but for other stuff, you certainly have the the the, the lead man look. Um, hey. The thing about uh, don't thank me. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> but anyway, so um, I'm, I'm, you know, yes, I'm I'm considering myself extremely fortunate and lucky to have the things that I have. Yeah, but I trained awfully hard to to develop yeah. my voice sure. and to do this. Um, one of the shows I was part of uh, that I've been almost with like 27 years now is, is a show called Forbidden Broadway. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I'm not. Um, oh, gosh, you're not? It's uh, it's like the Saturday Night Live of uh, Broadway shows and stars that lampoons the Broadway shows and stars. So I've been singing The Impossible Dream oh. <laughs> for years, almost 30 years, but it's all we sing it The Impossible Song. So it, it lampoons stars and Broadway shows. Uh, I'm on three of the cast recordings. You ever get a chance to experience Forbidden Broadway? You should. I've brought it to Florida many times. Too. Wonderful. Wow. Um, so, uh, so hopefully you get residuals from that somehow. I don't know. It's always it's just the, no, it's, well, just, no it's just the songwriters. So we got to change this whole thing with the songwriters. Get all this money, and you know the uh, performers get paid once. Yeah, well, it just goes to show you haven't heard of it, so nobody's buying that many cast albums to, <laughs> for us to generate enough uh, revenue for me to get paid. We're going to change that for you, kid. Yeah, we got All plans right, and ideas for you. That's right. Now, um, 
you uh, so yeah, you have you have that. You you're, you're I don't even know you, and you have the perfect look and voice for that song. I mean, so uh, hey, this is going to be great. Let me ask you this. So I always think of when I when I talk to uh, Broadway guys like you, I stars of Broadway, I think you know you're kind of like a living Picasso. You go out there. They'll never be the same lady in red on, on, on the second row. They'll never be that guy in the wheelchair over there to the left. They'll never be that odd person in the back with the, the funny laugh that gets everybody else laughing. It's contagious. That audience is gone at the end of the night, never to be the same again. And that performance, it's like, uh, it's like art of food. You eat the food, it's gone forever. It's like burning the Picasso at the end of the night. Uh, have you considered doing more in film? Uh, well, sure, one's considered that, but I agree with you 100%, and that's why I love being a theater actor, and um, unfortunately, maybe this is all I dreamed of. I, I just wanted to be a working actor, and that's all I am, Rhett. <laughs> I'm not famous or anything like that. I get to work a lot, but I, I, I'm a working theater actor now, especially thanks to things are back, but I agree with you 100%. I've done a little bit of film and TV and commercials, and it's not my medium. It, that's the medium of a director. They're in charge. They edit it. They take your performance, and they have control over it. Nobody has control over I mean, when I'm in the moment, I'm in control of my performance. I mean, yes, we rehearse, and the director tells you things, and you follow their direction, and you do that. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, you are live in the moment, and there is nothing like it in the world, and that's why I love it, and that's why I love performing on the theater, and I intend to do it the rest of my life. So it's a... Uh... It's like a, it's a love relationship with you and the audience that night. You're in the moment for sure. And fear. <laughs> it's love <laughs> and hate and terror. But they say if you don't have that terror, that you lose the edge of being a great performer. Do you think that's true? Uh, I can see that. Uh, I try to talk, you know, I, I had a lot of experience, but dealing with other actors and younger folks or people that haven't performed on stage in a while, I try to tell them to embrace the butterflies that you're feeling because they go away, especially when you're in a long run. And it's really wonderful to have that feeling. And it's such the feeling of being alive that uh, that's the reason why it's like a, a drug that I have to continue to perform and do new things. And Sure. Do you, when you're, when, is it true when an actor is uh, learning their lines, they also learn the lines of the other people in it so they don't lose their place or? Um, somewhat, somewhat. I mean, I don't think I'd want to go and say their lines for them, but no. uh, you have to kind of <laughs> Hopefully not. And I mean, I got to tell you, it's getting a lot harder the older I get, too. I, I mean, I I just did a bunch of summer suck this this last summer, and it was it's getting harder for me to to learn all these things. I don't know. It's keeping me young, I guess, because it's making my brain work. But mm. or I'm just getting bigger parts, and I have a lot more responsibility than I ever used to have. Well, maybe you need to eat more fish oil. Look, and I'm 20 years your senior, so is uh, that a secret? Or, uh, 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 I, I, uh, maybe I need more fish oil. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's always easy to tell somebody else what they should do than do it yourself. Yeah. But let me assure you, it gets really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Something That's to look forward to. That's why you better, it's better to make those films now <laughs> so you have residual income. Well, the films you get to retake and retake and retake. But uh, when you're out there and you yeah. go up and Whoa. you're... You know, what was really fun was um, ad-libbing in German. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> <How did you laughs> when you do don't that? really speak the language and you had to ad-lib, that was not my favorite thing to do. I, I, I suppose, too, that um, 
there are times where there are mistakes made on stage. Now, the audience is going to know it, so you, the, 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 I guess the motto is you just keep going, right? Uh, yeah. And so is uh, that, but, but that tension also is what gives the appeal to going to uh, uh, racing cars or seeing somebody do a dangerous act is the idea something can happen, and here you are, and a mistake is made, and you got to be sharp on your feet to fill the gap or whatever, right? Like I said, when I was on a, like a long run, I lived for those moments when a mistake would happen. I mean, why live? It's never, it's never a hundred percent perfect. It's always somewhat, you know, the phrase wabi sabi is Japanese. It's, you know, imperfect is, is kind of what's beautiful about it as well. Sometimes. Now you've worked with a lot of people Name some of the uh, famous folks you have worked with. Uh, well, I was just working with Mayor Winningham on uh, the girl from the North country. Uh, I worked with Martin short um, uh, that was fantastic. Yeah. I learned so much from him. What Did an you? amazing comedic talent he was. And to be in the room with him was just spectacular. Uh, I just worked with the um, Desperate Housewife, Terry Hatcher, which was fantastic. We had a great time playing Morticia and Gomez Adams. Um, Bob Gunton uh, is a famous Broadway actor. Do, do you uh, find most of them keep their... Sally, Sally Struthers is a very good friend. Oh, yeah? Together. Do, do you find that they maintain their humility for the most part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very friendly and easy easy to use. Uh, you know, you, I also, also I see here that you, you've done the Radio City Music, uh, the Christmas Spectacular. I was a Santa at 32 years old. I remember, uh, I was like, I can, could not believe I was Santa Claus. But then you see how hard Santa Claus has to work in the Radio City Spectacular. They are flipping him around, jumping over things. I had to do like five shows a day. It was a hard job and they needed somebody young like me to do it back then. I don't know if I'd want to do it now. That's a hard job. I saw that show almost every year for like 35, 40 years. I probably saw you on stage. It's my, great. My, my, I did it on the road. I did it in Indianapolis and Cleveland. So unless you're up there that Christmas, oh, it's but it's a great show. So. And uh, you have a you feel a, a huge responsibility. You know, I, I didn't realize how much I'd love playing Santa Claus. It's it's such a wonderful part. But then I think the responsibility because you don't want to ruin Christmas for all the kids. You better be good. <laughs> yeah. So um, you're uh, what? What do you think of this this man of La Mancha? Is this is this the first time you're playing Don Quixote? It's the first time I'm playing Don Quixote. I'm thrilled. This has always been a dream role for me. It's Why? It's a great thing. I mean, it's, the score is one of the most gorgeous scores ever. It's one of the every baritone's favorite score yeah. to sing. So I'm thrilled to finally get a chance to get to play it. Um, the language is so beautiful. I'm excited to work on something that is so rich. And just doing a little bit of research for it today, I was like reading how it was developed back in the 60s, and it was crossed between off-Broadway and Broadway, between commercial and experimental theater. And it's just so fabulously theatrical in the way it's presented, and I, you're just not seeing pieces like this come out that much anymore. I've just seen some Broadway shows recently, and I'm just absolutely thrilled that I get to work on this. Uh, do you know how many people will be in the show? You know, I don't. I, hmm. I don't know. Well, I haven't maybe I could yet. maybe I could do a follow up interview with you for the for the local uh, broadcast to find I'd be that happy out. To. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm excited. I you know I sort of fawn over guys like you because uh, every time I interview a, a Broadway actor like yourself, and then I go, I go to the theater and I see you, I go, 
That's not the guy I interviewed. I mean, it's, it's amazing how you can become somebody else entirely for a couple of hours up on that proscenium stage. Yeah. Um, and also another reason why I love being a theater actor, because you do become somebody else. Uh, that's one of the reasons in my career I haven't necessarily been that into film and television. It seems like everything's become reality TV. You're just playing uh, yourself. And I got into the theater to escape. Uh, when I got to be in The Music Man when I was a freshman, I got to be somebody else. And and it was the biggest wonderful opportunity for to for me to escape and to let my imagination be someplace else. 76 yeah. trombones in the big parade. Exactly. So, um, so you... I, yes, I'm a character actor. I escape in characters and, and, and finding a way to create. I, I cannot wait to start work on this production because it is so dense and I'm terrified and I don't know what we're going to come up with, but it's, it's a, it's real, hard material and i am so looking forward to the challenge and it's going to be so exciting to work on it well i hope why well, i don't know what the are you in manhattan today as we speak or are you traveling i am currently in connecticut in okay. new milford connecticut i live up in the country upstate of the city about 60 miles and this is my other job i do when i uh, i developed during the pandemic i had to pivot and i now work for a, a developer and work in renewable energy renewable energy Wow. Yeah. <coughs> I don't know what that means. I work in the solar industry. We we help develop uh, large scale. Oh, wonderful. My nephew lives in Milford. Oh, really? Yeah. And his, his wife takes care of, uh, 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 they have this huge, what is it, a gentleman's farm, and she takes care of these horses for this very wealthy lady up there. Now, is this in Milford or in New Milford? It's, <coughs> excuse me, it's right at, do you know where the famous ice cream place is, where everybody goes? Over near, over near Newtown. I, I think the town that he's officially in starts with an S. Stanford? It's a, it's a very prosperous area. Stanford, Connecticut, probably. Yeah, with all these, these huge farms and stuff. But uh, how, how's the temperature up there today? Uh, it's freezing. I've got my long underwear on. Dude. We're expecting the snow to hit us. It's hitting Buffalo and Syracuse right now, but I think we're going to get a little bit. Have you ever been to Vero Beach, Florida before? I've never been to Vero Beach, Florida. I've been to Florida a lot. I'm sure I've driven past it, but I've uh, I've spent a lot of time down in Florida, Tampa mostly. I'm so thrilled to be a snowbird this year. I cannot <laughs> tell you. Well, I'm a big uh, uh, tennis player and pickleball player, so I am. You are going to have fun, fun, fun because I, I tell you, this yeah. is this is a great little town, a great little seaside town. It's also fairly well-to-do. It's not arrogant wealth because it's earned wealth, but we have more Fortune 500 retired CEOs than any zip code in the United States, but it's not. You might see one or two Rolls Royces, quite a few Bentleys, but a whole lot of Mercedes, but it's not arrogant wealth because it's earned wealth. All right. Yeah, and, you know, oh, it's well, corporate. I hope they're listening to this and they say, hello, come uh, invite me to come play tennis with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can arrange that and some golf. And uh, as you said, pickleball now, you'll be, you actually will be in walking distance, a Riverside Park, right from the Riverside Theater, to go over there. And on your lunch break, you can play pickleball, man. I probably will. Between shows, I'll be out there. I find that if I do stuff between shows, it gives me more energy. So we'll see how hard this part is going to be for me. But, yeah, that's, that's the plan. I'm so excited about being down there this winter. I'm excited for you, uh, uh, Edward. And it's Edward Stoudenmire, and he's playing the Man of La Mancha, Don Quixote himself. And it's one of the most famous scores 
ever on Broadway to yeah. you want to sing a little of it or no? Probably not. Yeah. Dream, the impossible dream. Yes, I cannot wait. You got the voice. Dulcinea, come on, Dulcinea. Or I am I Donkey, the opening number. Fantastic. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. wait. You're going to come. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. Wish me luck. It's, 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 it's hard. No, I'm going to wish you to break a leg, right? Yes. Wish me to break a leg. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Well, you sound, you seem like a sweetheart of a guy and, uh, and uh, you have the right look for this and the, the right voice. And we're just really excited you're going to come to Little Vero Beach, Florida. Is there anything else I've been remiss in asking you that you would want the audience to know who read this in Vero's Voice magazine? You know, I, just, I think it's the 50th anniversary of the theater. So they're celebrating this with this wonderful work. It's one of their first shows of the season. And we're running from January 3rd through the 22nd. Wonderful. And, so- and I'll be down there in a couple of weeks, start rehearsals. I cannot wait. Yeah, how many? How many? How how long of a period do you rehearse the show before you actually uh, open the curtain? It looks like about three weeks. We start uh, December 9th. I'll be driving down, so I'm going to leave on the sixth and take my sweet time coming down there and visit some friends in South Carolina that just bought a farm. And oh, wonderful! I like to make a trip of things, and I like to have my car with me, and so I can go play tennis and pickleball and all those things I like sure. to do. Well, we will look forward to having you here, and thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. We, I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Rhett. Thank you, Edward.